Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary BGW. Void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus hi everyone welcome to broadway breakdown i am one of your thousands of hosts John Wiscavage. And I am half of one of your thousands of hosts, Matt Koplick. And today we have a very special guest star with us. I'm so excited today to be sitting next to one of the most talented, gorgeous... (laughs) If if sloths lived among us in this world, like the cutest, kindest, sleepiest little friends... (laughs) Sloths. I thought you were saying salad, but so weird. The salad lived among us. Like, what? Well, I've already really made this introduction so awkward. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us today is Broadway's and my heart's own. <laughs> Very Caitlin Kinnanen. Hello. Hi, Caitlin. I feel like the definition of me as an awkward sloth is really accurate, though. <laughs> I agree. In I the slept best way. Till twelve thirty today. <laughs> Must be nice. That's how Broadway does, apparently. Um, <laughs> That's how unemployed rolls. Oh, wow. But Caitlin. Yes. You haven't been unemployed your whole life, I have haven't. you? Thank God. I looked up some of Caitlin's credits. Uh, so we're going to be her personal resume for a second. Mm-hmm. Great. Thank you, Broadway World. Oh, um, wow. I never thought I'd say that sentence in my life, but here we go. Um, Caitlin, as according to my research, made her Broadway debut um, <laughs> as a replacement in the original Broadway production of Spring Awakening. Correct. The one, and what a gay org she was. She was such oh, a gay org. Oh, no. sans, sans the Michael Arden hands. Um <laughs> That was the production Sans the Hands. Oh, yes. um, she then went on to be in the Nasty Null Tour yes. of Next to Normal. Correct uh, again. The, the oh Broadway my God. world is nailing it. They are so nailing it. <laughs> uh, understudying Natalie. Yes. Natalie. That's how you pronounce uh, it. Natalie, yeah, yes. In the, in the French version of Next to Normal, Natalie. Um, then... Was Bridges before or after Prom? Okay. Then, <laughs> then was in the Williamstown Theater Festival's production of the Bridges of Madison County, followed by the Broadway production of the Bridges of Madison County, followed by the Prom at the Alliance. Yes. And many YouTube videos. And that is Caitlin's resume up to now that I've seen. You've also done regionally um, the Pregnancy Packed musical. Yes. Shut up! Which. <gasps> 
They made that a musical? Yes. yes. And so that's why amazing. I want to talk about it. Oh, okay. No, no, guys. Yeah. yeah. Pin on that. Pin on that. I've got a question. Okay. So, okay. so I'm literally just sitting next to, I mean, just a royalty. As, as to, I'm sitting next to Broadway royalty. I mean, honestly. And when I say sitting next to, I really mean it. So this guy right here, I'm pointing to myself, made a huge snafu and was like, I even though I know nothing of technology, can figure out how to record with two microphones for my one computer. Lies. Liza Minnelli. All wrong. And so I was like, Caitlin, hey, do you want to like cuddle up for a sec? So Caitlin and I, and I are currently spooning. She is an amazing big spoon to add to her list. You know, of... I am really a great big spoon. I, I prefer know. being a little spoon, but sometimes you gotta, you gotta give. She's, mm. On that note... <laughs> How do you transition to this one? I don't know. Okay, so let's go from Donald Trump to the obvious transition. What was it like making your Broadway debut as a teenager um, oh, in Spring Awakening? Talk a little bit about that, because you are not based out of New York. No. Um, I always find that this very interesting. So kind of give, it, give us the deal, yeah, y'all. How did Spring Awakening come about first, and then, yeah. Well, let's take a trip back in time to... Mm. 15-year-old Caitlin. Mm. <laughs> um, if you think I'm awkward now, just oh, girl. You wait. I can only imagine. Oh, God, it was really bad. Um, so I was 15. I was doing a production of High School Musical at Seattle Children's Theater, um, which is where I lived. I lived outside of Seattle when I was 15, really all my life until I moved. Um, great story. Um, <laughs> anyway, I was 15. I went to an open call for the national tour of Spring Awakening. Um, I ended up getting two callbacks here in New York. And so my mom and I flew across the country and went to those callbacks. I had one of my final callbacks for the show on my 16th birthday. Oh, don't you love that? Um, dreams. dreams. <laughs> Just awkward, really nervous dreams. Um, and then... Right after that, they called and they were like, hey, we really want you to be in the show. Uh, right now, the girl who is playing your part isn't planning on leaving anytime soon, so just hold out tight and we'll let you know. And so I stayed in Seattle for six months and then I got a call saying, hey, she's leaving. Uh, can you be here in two weeks? And so my mom and I left Seattle and moved to New York. And That's a whirlwind right there. It is a whirlwind. Uh, wait, so you played Taya. I played Taya, Who, yes. which, no, which, remind me which one Taya is, because those, like, four little... They're all the same. I was saying, I call, they're, I call, they're, they're, the, they're the teenage people little talk Phoebe? little. No, it was Remy Zakin. It was Remy. That was um, it. Yes, love her to death. Yeah. So she's yeah. the Remy Zakin so role. So she is the Remy Zakin role. She's the one with glasses and braids, except I didn't have braids because my hair wasn't long enough. Um, <laughs> it's fine. Um, but yeah, she's the one who kind of, um, she has the biggest crush on Melchior mm-hmm. that is very loudly voiced. and um, He's such a radical. She's, mm. He's such a radical, yes. Um, but yeah, so I went into the show and I did that for the last six months of the run. And then we closed in January of 2009. That sounds about right. My Rain Man... I would know. My Rain Man brain would probably be like, mm-hmm. Yes. So yeah, so I did the last six months of that run. And it was an interesting learning curve ex- life experience. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't change it for the world. Uh, two questions. Yeah. Uh, a, any fun... Uh, Guilty one stories of like fans oh, at stage, and then also, could you talk a little bit about uh, coming into a show that's already like up and running and out and about? Yes. And third, 
and this, please answer this last. How much energy did it take? Oh, we'll oh get to that. You. But how much energy did it take to, to right, play that okay. role? Okay. But to yeah. yeah. So, what you don't know is that John and I have known each other for too long, um, and so he knows. So I don't feel like I'm on the outside of these inside jokes at all. No, at we'll, we'll talk, I'm, I'm we'll out in the fucking rain it. here, I, knocking I, on the window. I, I want to. I want to. I want to close the Spring Awakening chapter with, with, with that. With yes, that. So that's fair. Okay. Okay. So you're. Uh, you're so let's start. So you're. So actually, let's start with. Uh, you're coming to the show. Talk about. Yeah. Um. Uh. The guilty ones was an interesting experience because. Coming from Seattle. So that's what the fans are called? Yeah. Yes, they were oh. called the Guilty Ones. Oh. And there was a website, it was like a fan forum oh, called yeah. The Guilty Ones. And I know they some just... people who were on that forum. Oh, I'm not going to name those names. Because they're like, they're fully formed people now. And right. If, Good. Yeah. I don't want to shame their like, teenage years. <laughs> oh, oh my no. God. Yeah, oh, these, these fans were very vocal. <laughs> the mm. first experience I had oh, with no. them is like when it, when it, because when I went into the show, there was a group of us who were going in at the same time. There were, I believe six of us going in at the same time and so they announced all six of us were going in and the fan forums went crazy <laughs> um, and I remember I was at my going away party that one of my best friends uh, held in Seattle and they like looked it up online and the quote that has always stuck with us homeschooled from an island this will be interesting <laughs> P.S. I was homeschooled. Kim was homeschooled. Um, but yeah, so that was is like Seattle first... an island? Uh, I'm from Camano Island, technically. I okay. say Seattle because here on the West Coast, I mean, here on the East Coast, when you say we're from Washington, yeah. they mm. think D.C. Yeah. And so I've learned to say, I'm from Seattle. And then when okay. people like delve into it, then I'm like, actually, yeah. I'm not. For a second, I was like, am I that terrible at geography that no, I didn't know not. that? Sorry. So, so I just make it complicated. I like the know. island Seattle. I know you do. <laughs> Drink on your <laughs> Starbucks and smoke it. So, um, so yes, they were yes. they that were they were on a tizzy. I they were don't a tizzy. know if I've ever heard that. Wait, really? Uh, Homeschool, homeschool from, from an island. island? This will be interesting. interesting. I'm gonna get that on a t-shirt. So, like, if anyone out there is listening, whoever wrote that comment, <laughs> God bless you. So, uh, fans were not pleased. Did you eventually win over the fans, though? Did you, I did you, like, don't your little think kid? I ever did, but that's fine. So you know, You'd be surprised. people are allowed to have their opinions. No, they're yeah. not. Well, no, like, <laughs> I mean, this is... I like listen. You'll never find two more opinionated bitches than me and John. Like we. That's. Ha- I don't know you very well. But, but like in the John last ten is. minutes, I'm kind. And also like, yeah, I feel like because <laughs> that's. What so, you say so far, you're, like being accused of being so far, bitch. John, you've used two words to describe yourself very loosely. One is guy, and the other is kind. Oh, um, you people! I'm t- I, listen. Take I'm, that sweater off, bitch. I'm, I'm warm because I am so close to this one. The body oh, heat, the tea, <laughs> and the tea that's being served is heating me up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, going back to this yeah, point, yeah. Thing, I don't, I don't know. It was I was 16, and I didn't pay attention to any of that. Mm. Um, really. And so I just, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe someone loved me. Maybe a lot of people hated me. I don't know. But you, know you like, did it. But I, I, I love that. Just like, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. 
but I heard the word energy used yes. for potato. So, so if you if you want to, a wonderful thing that YouTube provides is they did this amazing series when they were introducing the six new cast members. Spring Awakening 2.0, class 2.0. Yeah, like meet the class, mm-hmm. and you can watch a sixteen-year-old Caitlin give um give an interview. The worst interview. <laughs> no, ever it's done. not. You um, see, you're like eyeing like it's going to be cute. It's not. No, it's it's really cute. And so just basically her answer for every question is they were like, so Caitlin, like, what's it like bring on, or what's it like playing Tay? And she's like, Tay has the most energy out of all. And they were like, so Caitlin, what's it like being on Broadway? It takes a lot of energy. Like literally every. I think we did the math at some point and I said <laughs> energy within like the first 20 seconds of this interview. Mm-hmm. It's, but, but then it happens so many other, it, it's, it's, it's quite amazing. It's too much. I mean, I it's too much. And it's, of course, one of those things, too, where, like, you're 16, of also, course. Also, I look like, like a I w- chipmunk. Oh. My cheeks have never been rounder. You're a little baby. You're and a little I baby. And I also, I went through this phase when I was that age where I thought it was really cool to wear, like, t-shirts under tank tops. <gasps> yes, you were doing that. Like, under You definitely everything. were doing that. So I, I full-on wearing, like, a white scoop neck <laughs> t-shirt with like a tank top over it it's a horrible look but like check, in your defense you weren't you alone there that was that that's mm, no. i was yeah i could have sworn i see i had seen many a girl do that well, but usually also like with a mini skirt so it's like yeah, nerdy no. and slutty at the same time no mine same. was always just pure nerd mm-hmm. pure nerd well and it's so all on facebook so then how long was it after spring awakening that you you stayed in the city with your mom yes. by the way side note let us take a moment to you can already guess from her first story but caitlin's mother is one of the she most amazing women in is the world an angel. she is an really angel. my entire family is yes. just a bunch of angels because i would agree when their youngest daughter was 16 years old they said you know what's a great idea moving half of the family across the country for god knows how mm-hmm. long you know, yeah, it and sounds they did it. really and stable. I've, but like that also sounds like a wonderful lifetime movie. Speaking of which, yes. <laughs> you're just trying to get into pregnancy facts, <laughs> aren't you? Now, now I'm trying really hard. I'm trying to go chronologically. Fine. Oh my god, no. So, yes. so how long after um, Spring Awakening was it before the Next to Normal uh, uh, tour? Like, like a year and a half, two years in there somewhere. And you, you stayed here? Did you go? I, yeah, I no, don't I remember. stayed in Seattle. I stayed in Seattle. <laughs> wow, I'm doing great. I stayed in New York because at that point I was 17 years old and had my equity card. And if I had gone back to Seattle, I would not have been able to work because sure. they can hire minors without their equity card for yeah. like zero dollars a week. And yeah. they would have to pay me equity minimum. So I stayed in New York because my family was supportive and like, yeah, let's do it. Um, stayed in New York, did a bunch of readings, and I got a few like TV gigs and small independent movies. Um, Her episode of Law and Order SVU is one of my faves. It's called Turmoil. I say yes with my lips pierced very tightly together. You also sold a girl out for an iPod, right? Isn't oh, that yeah. it? <laughs> I was recently redoing my reel, um, and I was like putting that scene into it, and I was like, oh my god, this dates me so much because I sold my friend out to a rapist for clothes and an ipod oh back when like having an ipod was like super important back when like having an ipod was not even an ipod touch you guys we're talking like an ipod so um so yes you can also catch her on many different television shows and movies um (laughs) (laughs) where she plays a slew of characters a slew of characters Um, yeah so i was hanging out and then i booked the next to normal tour and left 
he stayed out of the city for nine months. Not a bad way to do. No. Um, tell me about tour life. What was that like oh. for you? Because that was your first. Yes. And your only time. Yes. So far, yeah. mm, okay. <laughs> yes. Um, tour life is not for me. I don't do well with change. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, like living in a different city every month was horrible yeah. for me. Sure. Like I had a great time and I actually loved being able to see so many parts of the country that I never would have gone to. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I got home, I was like, oh yeah, I'm good. I don't need to like do yeah. that again right now. You know, yeah. it was also a long time. Nine months is a long time when you're like 18, 19. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, and then because you, because tour ended and you mm-hmm. came back, the most pivotal moment of your life happened, which was you agreed to do a reading of yes. a little musical called Trouble, mm-hmm. a new rock musical, which is where... I mean, she met. Cue, cue in like through the eyes of love, like th- the theme you. from Ice, <laughs> the, the, uh, like the theme from Ice Castle. This is where this is where we met. Yeah. Wait, did we? But you weren't in the first one, right? Mm-hmm. You no. were in the second one. I was in. I don't. Know. Yeah, I was in. Technically, I think. Uh, yeah, I was. I you did a reading way before I yes. joined the project. Then we did a reading, and then we did another reading, which is when. Yes. Let's just say, let's just yes. say the show had some really awesome music in it. it. The music was great. I always really loved the music. Yeah. Um, this, it, it was a British pop singer songwriter named Ella Grace. She's and, the best. And the, the idea behind this musical is they wanted it to kind of be like skins the musical. Yeah. Um, and so it had some, <laughs> what's the best way to put this? I feel like every time a reading happened it just got more diluted yeah and, and, and like further away from being true yeah it and, never quite found its footing yeah um but on the bright side literally we we met and it i've was met just, some of yeah like well, my we're closest still, dearest friends yeah. through that process yeah our friend mike longo who is um on the aladdin tour right now like the three hey, mike. hi mike you're probably not listening but hey daddy um <laughs> but like literally like the three of us just like bonded after that so guys agree to do shitty readings because you'll never know the kind of amazing friends you can make or like sometimes you'll just have a really terrible time and nothing good will come from it but you know that also but but also but then there's death and so like (laughs) yeah just take comfort in that how do you mean you're the top yeah you're an arrow collar you're the top so let I, let I mean, as much as I want, we can always circle back to pregnancy pact. I mean, I know that we'll get to it. I know, I know we'll get to it, but let's get into bridges. Let's talk about bridges because I mean, it's not every day that you get to originate a role in a no. Jason Robert Brown musical with a libretto by Miss Marcia Norman. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Not even Daisy Egan can say that. She only has a Marcia Norman libretto to her name, not a Jason Robert Brown score. That's true. Sorry, that's me being weird. Um, okay, I understood that yeah. reference. Thank you. I feel heard. Um, so how did Bridges come about for you? Um, Bridges came about in a really boring actor with an agent way mm. um, where I got an appointment for it. I went in. I got a call back. I booked it. And I Love went that story. on to it's do inspirational. the... I know. It's really 
groundbreaking. It's all of us hope. Um, right? <laughs> it's these um, kind of struggles. <laughs> tell more detail. But yeah, then I got the out-of-town production, and then I found out I also got the Broadway production, and it was great. What was really fun about that experience was that when I had my first audition, I was battling mono. Oh my god. Um, and I had just had tonsillitis. And so I like went into that audition not knowing what was going to come out of my mouth because I hadn't spoken in like a week. And it was like, oh, shit. Um, but yeah, I've learned that like when I'm sick, I book things. What Was it this one too that they also definitely asked you to vocalize as a soprano? And I oh, I, 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 know, I know, I know you've had a few that have had this because that <laughs> yeah, is another one of our favorite things. It's gotten better though, don't worry. <laughs> but I, but I, I, I feel like I remember something about this process. We were like, I feel like I remember they were like doing something with the range for the role, and, and, and you were like, I had to sing, they asked for my soprano notes. Oh, I don't the, remember that, but sure. I, I could be making it up. It, it, it could happen it in could the case. They were like, listen, you will be Kelly O'Hara's daughter. We don't no, quite know if she's going to also like have soprano. It could have been that, but I've blocked it out with so many other memories of like, I, yeah, I had tonsillitis. Also, like, <laughs> this is so stupid. When I left my first audition my mom was in town and because I had mono so she was like helping me live um and we were like sitting at this like cafe across the street from Chelsea and I was like oh my side hurts so badly like it's throbbing and then I went to the walk-in clinic and got it checked out and they were like yeah your spleen is like crazy enlarged don't go outside because if someone bumps you it's gonna rupture So, like, that's the state that I was auditioning for Bridges of Madison County in. And somehow, they thought, this girl is The perfect. stakes were so... Well, because the stakes were so high, really. And they could tell that from you. They could tell yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Um, what <laughs> was the out-of-town process like for Bridges? I'm going to keep us on this oh fucking track if it kills Sorry. me. If it fucking kills me. The out-of-town was amazing. It was so cool because it was the first time, like, I really got to originate a role Mm. um and with such an incredible team of people Mm. like every single person on that team and in that cast wanted to be there um and everyone was so nice and we had this weird rehearsal schedule where because we were doing it out of town at williamstown theater festival they let us um rehearse the entire time so we were rehearsing and doing shows up until our last weekend of performances so it was like a extended preview process essentially (laughs) so we had two weeks of rehearsal in new york city we had like a week and a half two weeks in up at williamstown and then we opened but we would still rehearse and change the show every single day um and it was incredible they got so much great work done and williamstown is the most magical place yeah like it it was one of the best summers of my life and it will Mm. never be able to like be recreated i got it ringing in my ears and my hands keep shaking i ate seven corn dogs and i think i might die five more hours till the final judge and i can hold it all together and i will not cry oh god do i have a fever oh god things are starting to swirl oh god okay (laughs) so (laughs) 
So originated a role in a Jason Robert Brown musical, which yeah. also brings us to originating another role. No, no I, we're not going to done with Bridges, bitch. Okay. Oh, we discussed that for three. We didn't even leave Williamstown yet. We what didn't get to Kelly. Oh, that's true. Kelly. Oh, right. Well, because we, Kelly didn't do. Yes, no. Ke- Kelly Olivia was. Shadow did the Williamstown production. I saw her. I saw her at Williamstown. Um, you also had a different brother at Williamstown. Yes, I, I did. I, I had a different this. family in Williamstown. Yes. Oh, wait. Also, wait. You know, your father. Your father in Williamstown was the one and only Daniel Jenkins, who, fun fact, is the original Big Josh in Big the Musical, which is a musical near and dear to my heart. He's Um, the best human being. Oh, my God. And that was the thing. Like, everyone in that company is the best human being. Like, you you can name Mm. any name in that company, and I will have that reaction of just like, oh, the best. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. It's like sunshiny and love. Mm. Love it. With infidelity. Yeah, it's... it's yeah. <laughs> Not in my part. That's what you think. That's not what I got. Oh. You and those hot dogs. Or, or corn dogs. <laughs> corn dogs. <laughs> or those corn dogs. Uh, she was a slut for them corn dogs. Yeah, I was. Same. Um, Always. Um, so, how long was it before you guys started up in New York again? It was very fast. It was... Um, oh, what was it? We So, we like closed the show in, I think... August. August, and then you started rehearsals in January. Do not ask no, me how I remember. Oh, December. In January. We started in December. I'm sorry, but like very close. Yeah, we yeah. closed in August, started in December. Like a nice three month period, and yeah. then pick it back up again. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's pretty. Break. Yeah, that's pretty typical. I feel like. Um, <laughs> sure. I don't, well, no, I, well, I don't know. I don't know what you guys are talking about, but um, I just like I, not that I have experience in out of town tryouts and like going yes. straight to Broadway myself, but like. Through the friends that I have, who gets yes. my fancy friends who get to do that, they're all like, "Oh, I mean, I'm so blessed with these like That's next like two and a half months off." That's like the best case scenario. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, it's really wonderful when that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but so you guys start up again, yeah, and you guys, you you get a whole new family, whole new family on, on Broadway. <laughs> so how do you like? How did you reconnect with these people? Or did you had you already worked with Kelly on it before? I had not worked with any of them before. Okay. Um, I'd like to like credit my awkward charm mm. for really bringing people in. Mm. If you talk to Derek Klenna to this day, he'll be like, God, Caitlin's such a fucking weirdo. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. It was easy. It's it's Again, all of the people involved were so amazing mm. that you just kind of automatically loved every single one of them. It that. sounds so cheesy and stupid. No. Like, I had the best time. Everyone was kind but it's no true. sometimes you get really yeah. lucky with that yeah. and you and you hold on to those for when that doesn't i mean it sucks for me because again yes. i want i want some tea poured on this but if there's if there's no tea to be had then i'll just move on to the next one yeah <laughs> um, i mean there's really no tea god damn it. it um fuck what was i gonna say oh speaking of kelly we, we were talking earlier how yes. um if you weren't going to be here we were going to talk about kelly being announced for the kiss me kate revival yes and i have something i've got I, my name is jasmine masters and i've got something to say oh. um you don't want to track but i knew it was a reference okay there you go um so like something that i've always loved about kelly o'hara's career basically since Light in the piazza onwards is literally it happens with every show she's ever announced for everyone goes can she do it though? And then oh, she does. Yeah, no, she and then she's and then, our Obama. Well, a show, and then she does it, and like tells all the haters to suck it, and everyone's like, "Oh, fantastic!" And then the next show happens, and everyone's like, "Can, can she, she do, do it?" it? And yes. you would think after like nine times of all these different roles, right. we'd finally stop saying it's a Tony it. Tony Award, so many nominations. Because well, like, because it, it, when she went into Pajama Game, everyone's like, "Can she do it?" Because we all thought of her as like little pretty soprano, but she could belt, and she yeah, was great. And then she's amazing. 
amazing. She is amazing. And then Bridges, everybody was like, Kelly is an Italian. And she she pulled it off. And then uh, King and I saw everybody was like, can she do it? And Kiss Me Kate, again, people are now like, but can can she do the broad comedy? Can she really become a diva? I'm like... Like, throw in some shade. Mm -hmm. And it needs to stop. Mm -hmm. I don't know. She... We talked about this with Natalie Walker, too. She and Sutton Foster are two actresses who, like, every time they're announced for something, everyone always goes, but can they do it? And then they do it brilliantly, but, like, and I'm gonna they forget. I'm going to get on my, like, feminist step stool Please, here. please do. Please do. You can say that about every woman in any career position. Mm. Yeah. Because no one is going to say that about a man. No mm. one is going to, like, see that they've been cast in something and say, mm, can they do that? No, they're just like, great, they're doing that show. Anytime a woman gets gets cast in any role there will be those people saying mm, can she do it mm. yeah. you know yeah, yeah like really w- wasn't wasn't bridges steven pasquale's broadway debut as a musical as, yes. as, a, as a musical, musical. lead yeah. yeah and no one did that for yeah him. no one was right. like mm, can he yeah right like the only place where that is where i see that happening with men is like when they're tv or movie stars and they're coming into a musical and then even it's not it's not just, like, the average Joe who's saying that. It's, like, Broadway professionals who are, like, mm, mm-hmm. But still, on a greater front, whenever a woman gets a role, it's questioned. Yeah. yeah. The only other time I can imagine I hear with a man is when they're, uh, when uh, gay men get cast a lot in yes. straight roles. You're, like, can they pull it off? Yes. Um, yeah. And it's, like, oh, honey, if anyone's going to pull it off. Oh, no, you no, did not. Pull it out. But, yeah, there we are. Yeah, but, you know, you're absolutely right. Yeah. It's, I mean, I can maybe count on one hand the number of, the number of women in this industry where that doesn't come up. But everyone else is always like, can they do it? But it, yeah. make, and it just makes and me mad. It also makes me mad on another level because we're actors. It's <laughs> yeah. what we do. Right. Our job is to be able to play different characters. And right. so often you get typecast and you get put in this little box that is, oh, they can only do this. I remember when... I was auditioning for Next to Normal. Like, I couldn't get seen for it for a really long time. And I was Mm. like, no, I can do this. Let me audition. And I finally got an audition and I ended up booking it. But it's like, people so easily say, oh, they can't do that. It's like, no, we do this for a living. Yeah. Give me the chance to show you I can play different characters. Absolutely. I love those stories, though, where, like, you have to push and then you make it. Like, same thing, Rebecca Luker, Music Man, it's one of my favorite stories. Could not get an appointment to save her life. Tony nominee at that time, Rebecca Luker, could not get an appointment for Music Man. And she finally wormed her way in and got the role and a Tony nomination to boot for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. weird. Yeah, it's, it's so easy in this, well, not easy, but it's become such the norm in this business to, like, We've lost the creativity and the creativity. Yes. Yeah. Like there's there's and no thinking outside the box. Like it's like, well, as we're creating quote unquote this process, it's like, if I use this mathematical equation, this person does this and this person does yeah. this and that equals that. Nari. But the, Nari, and, not but a then it's crazy too because even when we're doing cre- uh, creative casting decisions, like when so I was saying this before when Lauren Ambrose got announced for My Fair Lady. I'm so excited for that. First me of all. fucking too. I'm obsessed with her. Uh, that too though like super creative casting and everyone was like but can she do it I'm like Bartlett Shear would not have he cast her he would not cast her if she could Ted Sperling would not have let her sing I Could Have Danced All Night on a Broadway stage if she couldn't hit the fucking also right. I'm sorry she's gonna act the shit out of it cause she's a fucking amazing actress oh my god I'm obsessed with her yes. but um, our, when we do creative casting like that people then are like but I really wanted this safe choice it's like you can't fuck have- safety Right, right. In this, sense. I will. I will disclaimer. If you are unsafe, <laughs> <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> 
no seatbelts, no helmets. Share needles. That's the Caitlin way. Share the needles. Don't share needles. It's <laughs> <laughs> a horrible idea. I'm saying fuck safety in the sense of cast outside yeah. your comfort zone. Okay, Creativity. Okay. I, guess I, I guess I understand that. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Um, you're gonna have a lot of lawsuits after this episode. Oh please! I already have it's like, so I didn't many. I wear my seatbelt we, and I went. We have John out. on record saying that uh, they should do a production of Carousel where every audience member just gets hit by Billy Bigelow. <laughs> <laughs> no. And like an immersive production where you oh one by one line up God. and Billy Bigelow hits you, and John. then and then you get to ask, "Does a kiss feel this?" Or whatever. Stop it. <laughs> Oh, no, that I could go on another pedestal about that line because people misremember that line. To I this always day. misremember. Well, because everybody remembers the movie where Shirley Jones like has her face pressed against the daughter. She's like, a kiss is the same thing as being hit. And like the actual show says something very different. It's like not the greatest writing, but the meaning behind it is very different. What do they uh, say though? You have uh, to finish this. Oh my god, no. Well, so, it's just, it's just, it's Oscar Hammerstein trying to be poetic and kind of failing at it is all. Because when Louise says that he hit her, but if she didn't feel anything, it, she means it literally, because he's a fucking ghost. Mm-hmm. Um, she says, it's like he kissed my hand, because originally he hits her hand. And everyone's like, oh, like the hit fe- felt like a kiss. It's like, no. She literally is saying it because like a ghost fucking went through her body. Like it's, that's, mm-hmm. it's Oscar Hammerstein trying to be poetic about it. And when Julie says, like, she doesn't say that his hit felt like a kiss. She goes, it's possible for someone to hit you and not hurt. She's not being like, oh, super romantic about it. It's, it's like, a, it's like battered wife syndrome where it's sort of like channeling out all the pain and the regret and thinking about the one so thing. So heavy. That, right? Heavy. Well, no, but it's like, no. and, and that's what the show is. But in the movie, you got Shirley Jones like in a lassie pose with a violin section going, yeah. la, 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 la. And everybody remembers that. Anyway, so that's my soapbox. Um so back to bridges. <laughs> Easy back transition to back to bridges. No, we don't. We go on tangents here. It's, it's fine. fine. We got it. We got called out for it on our on our iTunes review. We but haven't like, had a. Why not? I'm sorry if I'm listening to something like I want to go down like those brainworm trains. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I've never heard the term brainworm, but I love it. I love Wait, it you've too. never heard brainworm? No. I just originated brainworm train. Um, but brainworm is a thing. The BW train? Nope, that's not that. Oh wait, no. I'm sorry, brainworm. I think it's earworm. Oh my oh god! god. <laughs> That's why I was like, brainworm. Billy, I beg to differ with you. How do you mean? You're the top. Yeah. You're an arrow color. You're the top. Did you get any cool presents from fans from Bridges? Anyone like send you anything? No. No. That's not true. When I saw it, I I, I bought you a half dozen Krispy Kreme. Oh, that yeah, but I didn't like. I ate them right then and there. So like, you're welcome. More general note: Have you gotten presents from fans before? No. Really? Really? I would get like general ones. Like I got the occasional like letter. Oh, that's nice. But I, it was always like like some fan sent the cast these. You know, it was never like an individual. But also, but also, I feel like fans in the last even like two to three yeah, years, it's, it's, it's up. up so much because of Instagram, because yes. of because of that that wall has really gone down I mean, now. Like, I was Instagramming like crazy during Bridges, so like they have no excuse. Well, I wasn't on Instagram, Ugh. so I was I had no idea. What I remember, I do remember, I do remember uh, Kelly talking about social media when. Uh, she got so there was like a big piece in the times when the nominations came out and it was kelly sutton adina jesse, jesse Mueller, Mueller. and then uh mary 
Bon Davies or her name is. Yeah, which, from it was Chan- actually, a Night with Janice. Yeah, it was a very funny interview because there was a moment where they all kind of just turned to her and like, so we're not familiar with your work, so please excuse us as we like gab about each other's shows. So they talked about social media because uh, Kelly was saying how when, she, when Bridges opened, the PR team was like, we really need you to start a Twitter account. Oof. And she was like, fine. And she like would tweet like, and they're like, I tweet something every day. And every day it would just be like, see Bridges, see Bridges. And they're like, can you tweet something about like a sandwich you ate or something? And she's like, no, fuck you. Really though? This yeah. is my Bridges thing. sandwich. Um, no, but that's, they, that's really, that's that what whole, um, what's that kid's name? Finn, who's on Stranger Things? Finn Wittrock. Yeah. The whole like shenanigans that's happening right now because he like apparently dissed fans walking to a hotel and there's like, uh, been a bunch of clap back. Oh, that's like, wait, it's no, not our he, job. No, not Finn. Finn Wittrock is, whatever his name is, was on um, American Horror Story. Oh, and was, oh, oh that's, no, 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 no but yeah, isn't yeah. his name Finn? I thought his name was Finn. I, don't I think know. it's Finn. I Maybe it's not Finn Wittrock, but it's. I think this kid's name is Finn. I, I don't. I don't. I, I'm anyway, not completely the sure. Cute but, kid in the uh, street. They're all cute. Yeah, he's also an it as well. I know you're talking. Yes. Oh yes, I have heard about this. But yeah, he like walked by some fans going into a hotel, and and the fans were like so rude. It's like no, he's not being rude. He's, he's a, a child. Child. Also, even if it was an adult, it's not part of their job. No, no. Like doing yeah. eight shows a week, and then having to also. Because it is a show, mm-hmm. you know? It, it Like, going out and signing things, you are still putting on an act, mm-hmm. you know? And it's hard and it's tiring, especially if you're, like, in a hit show and you are famous. Like, mm-hmm. that requires a lot of work. And if you've mm-hmm. done eight shows and you just want to go home yeah. to, like, have to do that for another hour out of your night, yeah. it's a lot. It's yeah. a lot. It is. I mean, it's a double-edged sword. Because I also, I do remember being young and stage during back yes. Back... When I and back when I was young, it wasn't <laughs> as huge a deal when I was young. Like you, people only really had big crowds for someone super famous. Yes. Like I remember Vanessa Williams drew a lot of people at Into the Woods, and as soon as she left, everybody left. Yeah. So I got like Laura Benanti. I got all the other people after that. But I don't know. It, it just felt like because there were so fewer people, and we didn't, we weren't so demanding of it. Like all we really yeah. wanted was just like ten seconds. And to leave, but now because as John said, Instagram, Twitter, the wall is down. Everyone's yes. like, "Oh, we're friends now. We, yes. I know you. I know that you did this today." Yeah, and it's like it's it's wonderful to have that to feel so close to the actors that you love. But at the same time, it's like they are still doing a job. Yeah, correct. Um, so after so so after Bridges, after <laughs> yes. Bridges came La Prom. La Prom. La Prom. Tell us about La Prom. Because that's another out-of-town situation yes. with another prominent director. La Prom is um, a... It is just called La Prom, you guys. No, no, no. Let's calm down. I'm cutting that shit out. I'm calling it La Prom from now on. La Prom. Um, it is a project near and dear to my heart. I love that show so much. Um, again, another really boring actor with an agent. Like thing i like i just find your struggle <laughs> so endearing but he, but here's the thing if you go and read any of the breakdowns for the for the role that you're playing like yeah it's you I like know. like it's yeah. just it's just her um so how involved so you got involved with it from like the get-go um well because you cause like you, casual get-go they had been writing it for a while before i was involved and had done like one other reading previously but it was very informal um, and so I got an audition for this untitled new musical um, for this. I actually went in for a separate role originally. And I went in, I auditioned for that. And as I was leaving, Casey Nicola, the director, was like, hang on, you're actually a better fit for the other role. Will you go and learn this side and come back in for us? And I was like, yeah, totally. Um, 
So I went into the hallway, learned that side, came back in, did it, and then the next day I found out that I booked that role. And so we did so hard. You oh my know. gosh. It is a struggle. My life is <laughs> difficult. <laughs> I promise. Speaking I've been to a thousand auditions and haven't gotten a single <laughs> callback in the last six months, so it's no. fine. One of my least favorite stories is Emily Skeggs, how she booked Fun Home, was they they needed a like super yeah. last minute uh, understudy understudy for uh medium allison and joan at the public because uh alex's social was having some issues and because they needed so fast she like went into audition on a wednesday was told like the following morning she booked it and went into rehearsals the day after that yeah and i was like i hate and honestly like that is slow for some things like there Mm -hmm. have been times when it's like they're rehearsing now you got it go go there right this moment um but yeah, so I like I booked at that point it was just for a twenty nine hour reading, um, and we did that and it was like super fun and like this... because the the composers and writers are it's the Elf and Wedding Singer team. It's correct? Elf, Wedding Singer, and uh, Dirty. Oh, Dirty Rotten. Dirty Rotten. No, Dirty Chaperone. Chaperone. Dirty Rotten Chaperone. Dirty Rotten Chaperone. Dirty Rotten Chaperone. That's my no, memoir. Drowsy Dirty Rotten Chaperone. Chaperone, yeah, drowsy chaperone. Well, and actually, so for for those who don't know what the show is about, do you mind just giving the little like elevator pitch of yes, what it's about? Uh, the elevator pitch. Um, it's essentially about these veteran Broadway performers who have decided to that they want to do something better with their lives, and they find this news article about this teenage lesbian who wanted to take her girlfriend to prom, and the school said no. And so they decide to go and save the day, and shenanigans ensue, and it's heartfelt, it's funny, there's a message, and it's just, it's goddamn good. You lost me at message. I actually, I actually just, I actually haven't even told you this, I just did a reading with three of the leads of prom, with Beth, uh, Beth Level, Chris Sieber, 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 and I can never say his last name, but Brooks. Ashmaskis. 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 He's a. Oh god, I'm obsessed with. Yeah, I mean, loveliest people. I love them all so much. They're so funny. Yes. Oh god. Yes. Geniuses. They're geniuses, and and they keep working together. Like people, like don't want to separate the three of them because Chris and Beth are about to do. um, Annie. They're doing Annie Annie together. Yeah, which is brilliant. I cannot. Um, Chris has to shave his head, and I cannot wait. Wait, they are really making him do that. I wasn't sure if they were going to make him do that or wear a bald cap. He's really becoming a daddy now. Uh, He was my first Broadway crush, actually. He he was my first daddy crush. He has never been a crush of mine, but there is a picture from 2009 when he was in Shrek where I stayed toward him. And I have a picture of him and, like, my best friend, like, stage touring and being like... One of my favorite pictures is um, when Jonathan Groff stage toured Thoroughly Modern Millie and it's him and Sutton Foster together. It's a great... It's like, it gives us all hope. I love that shit. I, um, I tried to be really cool at the end of the reading after we finished and I went up to Chris to shake his hand and I was like... I was, like, so nervous because the whole week I've been trying to play it, like, really cool. Or not the whole week, but it was only a few days. But um, <laughs> the whole, like, hour, I was trying to keep it really cool. No, um, and literally, I, I go to shake his hand, and he just, like, he, like, slaps away. He's like, no, give me some sugar. And I was like, Aww. I was like, daddy dreams. <laughs> daddy dreams. Oh, God. That crack is really It's nice. a yodel. Soothing. Him and... Into the woods, like as Rapunzel's prince, I was like, okay, who is this sandy-haired he gentleman? Has I know, done a thousand Broadway shows. Yes, well, but, but I know him from the Mary Kate and Ashley TV show that he yes. was in. Like, so, that's how everyone knows him. I did so. not know that existed until like yeah. six years ago. 
Um, and then my thirst came back when I uh, got the Triumph of Love cast album uh, a couple I years know, ago. And it's awesome. That, is, so that great. is great, but like the pictures of him, he's like a fucking Disney. Anytime prince. he does like Broadway Bears, mm. people are like, damn, damn, yeah, damn. just like just like when we do Broadway yeah. Bears. Right? People want to see this bod. <laughs> People oh. are always knocking down these doors to see. Yeah. No, I mean. Paying the money to see me. Honestly, yeah. if, you've, if you've ever wondered what it's like being in a room with two just sexual, <laughs> sexy beings, you should, you, should, you should see Caitlin and I with just like a donut ice cream sandwich going whole hog, which is something we've done so many times. Whole hog. Oh. Going whole oh hog. And on that note... <laughs> I would like to go to another whole hog. Pregnancy Packs, <laughs> the musical. You've been so patient. I've been so patient. I waited, and now I'm attacked. Um, it's great. I love tell, the show. No, so, also, the cast was amazing, too. It was too. incredible. Okay, set the scene for the people at home, okay. please. It was me, Margot... Uh, Cyber and Katrina Rose Diedrichson, Lauren Marcus, Christina Alabato, and um, Dana Steingold. I think okay. that was all of us. And Jed Resnick was our one yeah. single man. Where was, was this that? at? Oh god, I feel like I'm forgetting someone and that's so rude of me. I mean, she's a diva. I don't know. Um, Where was this at? It was at Weston Playhouse and it was so good. And it's based on the Lifetime movie of the same name, correct? No. God damn it. I mean, like... Fucking hate it's show a similar. Now. It's, it's that the same premise. Because right? it's based on a true story. Girls who all decided to get pregnant at the same. And when I say yeah. girls, I mean like girls. The high school girls. Like they were like sophomores. Yeah, sophomores in high school. Um, who decided? <laughs> <laughs> I just tried to exit the scene so nonchalantly because my computer's about to die, and I have to grab the cord. And literally, the first thing I do is knock over a metal container. <laughs> it should be noted, everyone. So two ep- two episodes ago, John and I were drinking alcohol. We are not drinking alcohol today. It's coffee, guys. It's coffee and it. a week-old Halloween candy. So, oh, had so, so yeah. much of it. So literally, 16-year-old girls decided to get pregnant. Decided to all get pregnant at the same time so their babies could grow up together. Pregnancy packed. Yeah. And they just, the name does not lie. It does not. And so they decided to make a musical about it, and it is fascinating. Yeah. Hey, the music is so good. It's um, Gordon Leary and Julia Meinwald mm-hmm. who wrote it. They're geniuses. I love everything they do. Um, they just wrote this incredible musical about that. And it's so stupid because people, like, I don't know, when you're like, let's write a musical, your last idea is about pregnant teenagers. And I thought it worked. Okay. (laughs) And I loved it. I thought it worked so well. And it was so fun to be in. Sometimes, like, the greatest musicals come from the weirdest ideas. Right? I mean, uh... Like, think about any of your favorite musicals and try to, like, like sell them in the worst possible way. It's so easy. Like, there's... Pitching Hamilton as, like, a rap right? musical three years ago, you'd been like, what the fuck are you smoking? Really, um, though? Yeah, or, like, I'm gonna... I want to turn the color purple where the lead ages 40 years and constantly gets raped and beaten into a two-and-a-half-hour musical marathon. Woo! Woo! That's I want to take The Wizard of Oz and make it gayer. Actually... That is fantastic. So that's why Wicked works. Yeah. Oh, no. oh, I thought you were going with the Wiz for a second. <laughs> no. That, the Wizard of Oz is actually gayer than uh, the Wiz is actually gayer than Wicked, in my personal opinion. <gasps> I mean, the belting is just as real, and like I don't know the costumes and yeah, the, but no one is painted green. I mean, well, yeah. No, no. no. Eveline in the original production, Eveline had like hot dogs all over her costume. Oh God, that that's pretty fucking gay. That's pretty gay. Is 
incredible. Wait, what? The original Broadway production. Yeah. Do you remember? Okay, so John and I uh, exchange weird YouTube videos back All and forth to each other. Did we ever share? And I don't remember if it was you or if I just like came across this video. Um, like the original production advertising campaign and the videos they put out they're insane no for the wiz you yes. never showed me this first of all yeah the design for the original production of the wiz is absolutely mind-boggling when brilliant. we're done with this google engine search the wiz advert like i think like broadway commercial yeah the one where like the dog jumps off into the little boy's arms yeah what? And there's just like one like old man in the audience yeah. it's like we're like I guess I guess it's like right. it's they're I'm showing you videos they're showing you clips of the show as well as like audience reactions but it's so clearly staged it's um like glamour shots essentially and people are like looking over their shoulders going huh what what and then the dog Toto jumps off the stage into this little boy's arms and he's just like ah oh, it's real magic it makes no sense. A world full of Have you ever um, come across the bootleg of one of your shows? Yep. How was that? Um, I mean, it's okay. You don't want, if you don't want to talk about it, we don't have to talk about it. We can always edit this out. I've but. actually come across bootlegs of a few shows I've been in, and most of them are just so bad. Like, you can't get really a good quality bootleg. Yeah. Um, but is I it, like, know. interesting to think, like, oh, like, someone was sitting in this audience filming me. Like, yeah, it's weird. Preserving yeah. my performance forever. It always just makes me self-conscious because I'm like, oh, I'm terrible. Oh, stop. Like, that's where my mind goes. <laughs> she is not that. terrible. No, you've got the guilty ones for him to tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I do. I can go. It's Homeschooled? Yeah, no, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I can go back and just read all oh, yeah. the shit they it's, said. I kind of want to look up the guilty ones oh, to see. Yeah. Oh, also... Wait, just really quickly. Um, along with the guilty ones, at that time on Broadway, there was a wonderful, um, like live journal uh, post secret mashup um, called Broadway Secrets. <gasps> I remember this. Yeah. Oh, so, John, do I have no so idea what this is? People could write in their Broadway secrets, and it would Whoa. be it would be like stupid things like. Oh, this person's good or well, bad so or whatever. It, and so it originally, it originally, no, it originally started for people who actually had like scoop. Yes, uh, because it was completely anonymous and basically, um, you know those that thing on Facebook now where you can like write a status in, or what you know like the, where like you like write your opinion like in a little box and it's like colorful and whatnot. So yeah. rather than have it, it was like that essentially. Yeah. Um, and so like pe- th- th- I think Broadway Secrets was the first place that people found out about the Christian Borlson yes, and Foster that separation. Is true. That's oh, like I what made it really blow up. That, yeah. yeah. Um I mean I remember where I was when I found that out. Uh but <laughs> so like but then it eventually evolved into yes. tweens in like Austin, Texas or wherever complaining about everyone they ever so it would be like uh a picture of Laura Bell Bundy and being like fucking hate her she yeah, can't it sing me. anymore it was a like, burn it, it became a burn, a burn book. book yeah um and like occasionally there would be like actual secrets but yeah. anyway point of the story guilty ones uh broadway secrets my claim to fame is a broadway secret post about me mm-hmm. um that was like a picture of me as taya mm-hmm. and it said i don't know what came out of her mouth but it wasn't singing <gasps> What? Oh yeah. my god! So like they loved me. 
That's so ridiculous. Uh, right? Pe- no, people are fucking vicious. People are um, mean. If they are yeah. behind a computer screen, they yes. are. And they, if they, can be, they can be anonymous, absolutely. You know? It's like, come to a Broadway theater and say that to my face. Right? Oh, um, some of them did, though, so it's fine. What? Seriously? <laughs> yes. Gosh. I got so many comments about, like, line readings. And I'd be like, okay. Um, <laughs> so, side note, we'll wrap this up in a quick second, but uh, speaking of drag race. My brain goes in very weird directions. It's fine. But so, uh, this will make sense to John. Uh, Katya and Trixie were on a YouTube... So, two contestants of drag race that are about to have their own talk show. Um, they were on this YouTube... YouTube web series called Hey Queen that's like it's a it's sort of like a spinoff of Drag Race like all the Drag Race contestants go on it it's supposed to be sort of where they all let their hair down and Trixie and Katya talked about how like they really hate how fans will come up to them and think that a way of bonding is by like shit talking another contestant so like they would come like they will see them on the street and be like oh my god Roxy Andrews am I right and they're like I actually very much enjoy Roxy so like please don't say that um and I feel like fans will sometimes do that at the stage door too. They'll be like, it's like, I mean, we both know that that cast member of yours is a real bitch, right? It's right, like, you can't do that. No. no. It's like overstepping so many. So many boundaries. But it's also, it's it goes back to that same mentality in high school where, where how bullies basically beca- yeah. became made of, uh, you did never want to be perceived as weak, so you have to, yes. have to attack others. And if you want to be out of a bully's, you know, yes. frame, you got to start attacking other people as yes. well. And uh, it's which is exactly how I find a mate. Billy, I beg to differ with you. How do you mean? You're the top. Yeah. You're an arrow color. You're the top. Listen, I just want to say I want to thank this little lady, this beautiful flower next to me, for being here with us today. Um, She is an amazing person. Artist. I feel like no one she will is, get that after this. Yes, philanthropist. She, she is a philanthropist. She is. I am. Um, wait, when will this episode come out? Probably next Tuesday. Yeah. I am a philanthropist. <gasps> um, what are you doing? One thing you don't know about me is I have type 1 diabetes. Oh, yeah. And oh, it is National Diabetes Awareness Month. I'm using your podcast to promote yes, things. Yes, please do. So take a minute. Go look up some facts about diabetes because a lot of people know nothing about it. I didn't get this from eating donuts. Um, but check out jdrf.org and check out um, the American Diabetes Association and think about donating to help research this. Let's do it. Did we just start podcast for good? Oh my god! Like, <laughs> what is this feeling? So she sudden and new. It. She changed it. She changed um, the game. Thank you so much for doing that too, because I was, I was like, I was, I felt um, like. I, I love supporting you and your diabetes. And, and your diabetes. <laughs> your diabetes. <laughs> I love your choice to have diabetes. It's a choice. Yeah. I'm a very informed friend. Oh, no. He really is. Um, <laughs> I literally did feed her donuts as soon as she walked in. They're right here. Yeah, that's that's the sound. Um, that's how we get them. Uh, but seriously, Caitlin, thank you so much for being here with us of today. Course. You are. You are a strong female in theater. Um, and that's really kind. we. I salute you, and I want to. You I make a everyone. difference. Well, she's put. Yeah. Oh my gosh. She's only saying that because I'm drinking it's, from a cup that says that. But she does. She makes a difference. Nah. And so we can't, I can't wait to see what's next. Oh my god, I can't wait to see it either. <laughs> the subtlety of their wit is so strong. I wasn't being subtle or witty, which is You're which is witty. rare for me. Pinky up on what, that cup. Waddle tea. 
subtle witchiness. I don't know. This is this is devolving <laughs> so <laughs> quickly. Oh yeah, my god! It's been a great episode. It's been a great episode. Oh my god! We we are we are going to. I'm gonna have a fun time editing this. You are. You are gonna have a fun. Oh my god! And it'll be great. Um. <laughs> Um, we normally end an episode by having a diva play us out. So do you want to pick a Broadway diva? What? It can't be one that we've already had, and we're not going to tell you who we've already had. I want to see who you want us to play Yeah, who naturally comes to to mind? um, Oh, shit. Oh, God. There's so many options. I'm trying to think of, like, things that I really liked to listen to when Mm -hmm. I was, like, 16 and learning how to, like, sing. Or be um, on Broadway. Or be on so Broadway. Broadway. Um, but like, can you just play Kate Schindel's Legally Blonde? <gasps> we haven't oh, had that. We haven't had like, her yet. Like just, the just mega mix. Just the mega mix. Yeah. Legally Blonde. Yeah, no, at the, totally. At the very end. Absolutely. That's so brilliant. I that can't is, believe we haven't done that yet. We have Well, we've, we've only, of the nine episodes we've had, we've had some really wonderful views. Very diverse. But like, yeah, we haven't had the, so like, we haven't had our president of equity, Kate Schindel, yet. So we need to, she's, I mean, her voice is stupid. Can we talk about her new haircut? Because she's on the fun home tour. I know. Love it. I love it. She I love is it. a queen. She literally is a queen. She's Miss America. She's oh, yeah, Miss America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's oh, the God. fucking Miss America. Okay, ladies so, and gentlemen. So let's start to Madam President. Madam President. Okay. So uh, as a uh, final sign off, this has been Broadway Breakdown. I am Matt Koblick. I am John Wascavage. I'm Caitlin Kinnanen. And this is our president <laughs> of equity, Kate Schindel. Kate. Wail us out, please. Oh, okay. What an easy transition out that was. Just That's like what. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.